Michael apparently thinks that our weather is directly related to my sermons. Now, sometimes, sometimes I have to admit that I do kind of hold that opinion, that the sun kind of rises and sets in terms of my sermons. But I think, but I think, that, I think that most of you don't think that. Okay? So I'm just going to keep that thought to myself. And um, if Michael thinks it, that's good enough for me. I'm at Luke 19 this morning. And uh, if I'm looking at the clock and, and evaluating it correctly, we have about uh, 11 minutes for this. So I don't know if we'll get everything done here. I may have to come back to Zacchaeus again. But here's what's happening. Zacchaeus is a guy who has been watching what has been going on. And if you read through the first part of the book of Luke, before you get to Luke 19, where the story of Zacchaeus is, you find that Jesus and his ministry have been expanding. It's been growing. And the reputation of Christ is growing. He's been healing lepers, healing paralytics. He had, at this point, raised the widow of Nain's son from the dead. He had calmed a storm. He had healed a woman with an issue of blood. He had raised Jairus' daughter. So there's at least two raisings from the dead at this point. He'd healed a man of dropsy. He had fed 5,000 people with very little food. He had been transfigured on a mountain. He had been driving out demons. He had healed the blind. He had been teaching with authority. He had been healing on the Sabbath and upsetting the Jewish leaders. He had been accepting children who would come to him, which was strange in that culture. And Jesus, through all of this, had been going after people. And so, if you were to look at Luke chapter 12, verse 1... You don't have to do that right now, but if you did, it would say that there were several thousand people who had been following him around. Several thousand people are following around this itinerant preacher, and the sun certainly does set and rise with his sermons. And so it's not surprising that Zacchaeus, like so many others, would be interested in what this guy is doing. What is amazing is not so much what Zacchaeus does. What's amazing is what Jesus does. For Zacchaeus to be impressed with Jesus and wanting to see him and think, boy, you know, I can't see him. I'm small of stature. I can't see over these tall guys. And so I'm going to climb this tree. That's not really surprising based on everything else that Jesus has done and the thousands that are following him. What's amazing is that Jesus goes after Zacchaeus. He finds this guy up in a tree. And this is a fellow who, as far as we can tell, probably was an outcast among his own people. Tax collectors did not have great reputations. He himself goes on to say later on that he's been ripping people off. And so this is not a person that everybody's looking to and thinking, yeah, Zacchaeus, that religious man of God, he'll certainly want to see Jesus. Instead, that would be a surprise. Now, sometimes 
we hear that Jesus was biased to the poor. I don't know if you've heard this. Some people think that Jesus was biased toward the poor. This may be true in some sense, at least partially true. He would be biased to the poor because they have suffered in this life. He was also biased towards the poor in spirit, though. And in this case, it's so clear that even the rich who suffered, and I do think that Zacchaeus in his way suffered, and who needed Christ, this one is sought after by Jesus. And so exactly who Zacchaeus is, is we think this fellow who probably was a bit outcast. He would be one of those that Jesus later on in the story is going to talk about as being one of the lost ones. I came to seek to save that which was lost. And Zacchaeus ends up being this lost one. That's why Jesus goes and finds him in a tree. He knows, Zacchaeus does, the experience of money not buying happiness. And that even though the rich are rich, they can feel so very lost. And it's the fact, in this case, Zacchaeus probably has made a target of ridicule, a target of animosity. And although he's Jewish, he's labeled as a sinner, a collaborator with the Romans. And for him, there would be so little respect and probably so few relationships. And that is exactly the kind of person that Jesus goes after. Jesus was so busy doing other things doing things for other people, seeking them out, finding them, wanting to minister to them. And would he even seek after this rich one who hurts so badly? And he does. He goes right after him, walks right up to his tree. And you can see Jesus almost with a smile on his face as he realizes what it is that he's about to do for this guy. Zacchaeus, I want you to come down from there. I'm going to go and have lunch with you today. I'm going to your house. And Zacchaeus immediately is thrilled. Here's a guy who's typically banished, set as an outcast. He's out on the fringe. And the one that everybody is seeking has now sought him out and come right to him and said, I want to go to your house. And it's an absolute position of honor. It's a position of love. It's a position of grace. That Jesus is extending to this guy. And the text specifically says, if you read through there, that he's happy. He's thrilled that he gets to spend some time with Jesus. Well, Peter, or sorry, Jesus goes on to talk to Zacchaeus. Says some things to him. Teaches him a bit, clearly shows him some things that he needs to hear. And the response of this rich man is to respond with all of his heart to Jesus. And it doesn't surprise me. Like you think of the way that hurting people in our world hurt. If I just say a name like, I can just say, Lindsay Lohan. And there isn't anybody in here who is thinking to yourself, now that's a rich person who's obviously happy. Instead, probably all of you kind of, you groan on the inside. And you have these 
thoughts about her. Negative thoughts. And I get that. I would have them too. But Lindsay Lohan is in one sense nothing more than a Zacchaeus who now lives on the fringe of society and who hurts even though incredibly wealthy. I could say names like Marilyn Monroe and everybody just thinks about her suicide. I hope. Howard Hughes, Kurt Cobain, Patty Hearst, remember her? Princess Diana, Paris Hilton, even Mel Gibson, who writes movies about the Christ, but who is one hurting guy, I think. And the list, of course, goes on. I could, make a, I could just read our whole time thinking about people like this. People like this so often hurt. Now, in contrast to this, Bob Barnard and I were talking just last night about his experience in Zambia and how you go into a village in Zambia where the, if the people know that you're coming, you drive into this little village, maybe to, who knows, maybe you're going to go dig a borehole for them or you're bringing uh, sacks of maize or something, and you drive in, and, it, and the chances are that when you arrive, there's going to be a group of 20 or 30 people standing on the fringe of the village singing to you as you drive into the village. Can you imagine? <laughs> Just think if you're, you're on your way from here to Regina and you go through Moose John as you drive through, there's a, cr- a group standing along the side. They're just kind of caroling you as you drive through. Hi, folks. Great to see you. They're just happy to see you. But the people are like that. Now, what's amazing is that the Lindsay Lohans in the world couldn't begin to sing like that. They're grieving and hurting and overcome completely by their life and their lifestyle. And the people of Zambia, who have absolutely nothing, have broad smiles on their faces, and they're singing to people who come to visit them. And they're singing all the time. Bob said last night, it's amazing, they're just a singing people. And that's right, they are. What is going on in our lives that prevents us from singing? It seems to me as though there's a distinction And we live in a culture that just doesn't allow us, it doesn't call out of us that kind of attitude and singing. And my impression, again, of Zacchaeus is that he would be one who would not sing. And then Jesus comes into his life and suddenly he does begin to sing. And it's figurative, of course, I'm not saying that he began to sing. But it's so clear that Zacchaeus suddenly got it. Something changed drastically for this man in the presence of Jesus. And that's what needs to happen for us. That in the presence of Jesus, everything changes. And so I did this last week. This is how we ended the sermon last week. If Jesus is the Christ, the suffering son of the living God who suffered for us because he loves us, does that not change everything? And it does. And I'll tell you who it changes everything for this morning. It changes everything this morning for those of us who are rich. Those of us who are rich. And before you 
move away and think, oh, Kelly's going to talk about how the rich need to give to the poor. I do want to talk about that. But first I want to say that there is nobody here who is not rich. And I don't just mean in spiritual terms. I'm not talking about just in relationships. I'm talking about there is nobody here this morning who isn't rich in the the broad spectrum of things on the global perspective. Like monetarily, when it comes to wealth, when it comes to the question of whether or not we have lots, we have lots. We are incredibly, incredibly wealthy people. Far more wealthy than the vast majority of people in our world. And what's amazing in this story is that Jesus, when he confronts a life who has all that they that he has, Zacchaeus, and, and just like us, all that we have, that everything must change, including the way specifically that we use our money. And it's because of the change that takes place in the heart. And so by the time you get to the end of the story, you've got a guy who is giving back fourfold to the people that he's defrauded. You have a guy who is taking half his wealth and giving it to the poor. Everything about his attitude and perspective about those who are around him has changed. Now, here's what's interesting to me. You have Jesus the Christ who has nowhere to lay his head. And he has gone after a rich man. And you have a rich man who has absolutely everything. And who gives up half of what he has and gives it to the poor. What is going on here? And what's going on is simply... This man giving his whole heart to God. And when you do that, your priorities are different. When you do that, as I said, nothing stays the same. Does that not change everything? And the things that for me yesterday were such priorities are no longer the priorities they were. The things that were of such concern are no longer of such concern. The list of to-dos that I made yesterday of all the things that I need to get done, that list all of a sudden looks completely different. Because Jesus has come into your life and changed who you are, including your perspective. And so, I could say some more things this morning. But here's the bottom line. If something hasn't happened for you in terms of your relationship with Jesus, so that your priorities, the things that are important to you, your perspective about our world, and most of all, your perspective about other people, if it hasn't changed in relationship to who Jesus is in your life, there's simply something wrong. Zacchaeus got it. It changed 
everything. How will our perspectives, especially in relationship to other people, change because of Jesus? Jesus went after this guy. Zacchaeus is then moved to go after other people in the sense of how can I minister to people? How can you minister to other people has to become, it must become a focus and priority of those of us who have just about everything. And if it's not, then we're not getting what it was that Zacchaeus got. And we need to. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the blessing this morning of, of recognizing that when you come into our lives that everything must change. Father, help us not to live and to have the same attitudes and perspectives of all of those around us. Help us instead, God, to seek people, to seek ministry, to seek how it is that we can can make moves in our lives to change the lives of others. Help us in this sense to follow after Jesus who did that exactly for Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus turns around and does that then for others. Help us to respond in this way. It's through Christ that we pray. Amen.